Hey, you're drinking house coffee, unfiltered conversations brewed at the intersection of real estate life and coffee shop service. We're Maggie and Rich, local business owners and friends sharing stories and welcoming you to pull up a chair with us. The door's always open. Let us pour you a cup. Hey, Maggie. Hey, Rich. How was your day? I had a long day. Long day. But you know what? Now my day is great. Because <laughs> you're here. Because we're here Ready recording. to record the podcast. Yes. What did you have going on today? Today? A little synopsis. Um, yeah, a little synopsis of my day was, um, like, so in real estate, the bulk of my work is usually in the second half of the day. So showing houses or listing appointments or inspections, things like that, for me at least. Is that because people like do it after work or yeah, or they like things? They do it during lunch and then like are done for the day. I have appointments in the morning, but like this past weekend, I w- worked full day, Saturday, Sunday, showing houses to some clients who are moving from out of town. So nights and weekends in the busy season of real estate is where... Um, where I am. But um, today I had a listing appointment and um, it was a really cool house, like really, really cool. Seven bedrooms. Wow. And um, Did you get footage? No, I didn't oh. get footage. And I probably could have, but because I, I know it's the It's just owners. a list. It's a diff- Once it's empty and you're like actually selling it, that's when you yeah. want the footage. I, yeah, yeah. Silly yeah, <laughs> it was. It's a really cool house. There were four secret rooms in the upstairs. Like it, it's a cool house. So yeah, sounds sounds like some epic footage on the way. <laughs> Hopefully, yes. Stay if tuned. it all comes out, uh, comes out for you. Um, How was your day? Pretty good. Uh, I had Oliver today. I have him right now. I got him Mondays and Tuesdays. I think this is my last Tuesday with him. Before next week, he'll be with our friend, um, kind of nannying. But um, yeah, it was cool. We usually go to the restaurant store on Tuesdays, and I've been leaving that for like the afternoon. But today, we got out of the house a little earlier, and it was a little more relaxed, and I felt better about that. And then we got to just hang out afterward and um, do a couple other things that we might not otherwise have gotten to do. We've been really like uh, collecting books. It was books. a boys' day? Yeah, 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 boys' day. We so after we go to the <laughs> store, we um, there's a Stewart's around the corner from there, and by the t- I kind of time everything around like his nap. So I'm I got him in the carrier, like strapped to my like chest, and then we so he'll the first time he didn't sleep at all, but the last couple times I've timed it right. He was sleeping while I was walking around the store, and then we get done, and then he's waking up. What a sight to be seen, dude! <laughs> I just wish I wish you like vlogged more. Uh yeah, me too. Sorry, guys. <laughs> All the, like, Restaurant Depot, well, you know what? Not even just the women. Like, everyone has mm-hmm. a lot of respect for a dude trying to walk around getting, like, these giant boxes and mm-hmm. stuff, uh, cases of, of cups and whatever um, with, like, a kid strapped to him. I mean, I've seen little kids in there, so I knew it was, like, okay, but I've never seen – I don't think I've seen anyone carrying – wearing a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you do what you got to do out here. Um Am I right? Small business owners. Small business owners. <laughs> yep. Uh, but anyway, that's that was cool. And so this is probably my last time having to take him there. 
next time I go, everyone's going to be like, where's, where's Ollie? You know? <laughs> um, but then we go to Stewart's and I get some hot water in this travel mug I bring and warm up the bottle. And then I get a coffee and I get myself a little fritter, apple fritter thing. And um, we just hang out, you know, little boys getting coffee Amazing. situation. Yeah. Yeah. You posted a picture of like, of the, like, and what was that photo you posted with like the bottle and the mug and like your coffee mug? Oh yeah, mug? that was last week. But the same same thing. It happens everywhere I go. I bring a cup like that, and then yeah, that was over at Jacob Alejandro last week when I oh, started yeah. I went there. And then uh, yeah, so like there's always hot water available almost anywhere you go, even if it's tap water. Tap hot mm-hmm. tap water is, is fine enough to warm it up real quick. Um, so yeah, I had I just I, I took a picture of that cup with the bottle sticking out, plus my coffee cup, plus a scone. And I was like, when the boys get coffee or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you got to post that on our house coffee gram. All right. Remind me later. I'll write it down. That, I'll write that down. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to have a day back to myself because right now I have zero days like just where I can go and do the things I need to do because um, I've, I've always either got him or I'm at work. Um, yeah. He was a so we had our planning meeting Since yesterday. Went back to work at our yeah first, exactly, <laughs> and you had Oliver with you, and yeah. I mean he, he's a trooper. Yeah, he just kind of like goes with the flow. Totally, he's gotta. Yeah, I mean, he's you know he was son like of entrepreneur. sleeping <laughs> in your diaper bag bassinet in the window seat. It's amazing bench at Arthur's. Like, I don't know what brand that thing is, but shout out I to I wish I took a picture of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I did get a picture, but it's like it looks a little like the kind of picture you might judge someone for if you saw it <laughs> online. So I promise he was safe. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Were, and you were right there. You know, mm-hmm. he was. Mm-hmm. Maggie will vouch for me. Totally. I'm a good dad. Yeah, you are a good dad. Um. So, yeah. So I'm, but I'll still have him on Mondays moving forward pretty much forever. And, uh, um, but Tuesdays will be a whole new ball game because I'll be able to like have meetings and do other conduct business things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always a lot to do. Uh, yeah. So that was uh, that was my day, and then I got to. Uh, oh, I was gonna say. Okay, so the last thing I did before running over here was um, we've been collecting a lot of books yep. for storied because we started selling books last summer. And so we hit up book sales and like all kinds of different things. And we're really amassing a lot of books and I'm actually out of shelf space. So I knew that my aunt had two bookshelves of mine stored in her garage f- for me, like from when we moved house maybe one, two or three times ago. So she's, I knew those were, uh, well, I didn't even know there were two of them. There, I thought there was only one. So I picked those up and I'm excited to... Are they in your van? Start seeing all these books, on the like all over the store. Uh, yes, they are in my van. <laughs> and you know what? There's room for like three or four more yep. bookshelves if I needed them. I was uh, scouring Facebook Marketplace last night to see if there was anything else I could go pick up today, since it was my day for running around. But nothing panned out. But that's okay. Then I was like, oh, just text my aunt. She's got those those yeah. bookcases for me. Cool. Well, yeah, that was my uh, that was my day. That was my situation. Um, today. Yeah. What are we talking about today, Rich? Did you have something else to say? Well, I was just going to say it's kind of, you and the books is kind of a good segue. Yeah, exactly. I was having the same thought. So today we're talking about something that I think all, you know, it's not even, it's not even entrepreneurs or like people 
pursuing creative things. It's honestly maybe any of us. And that's why I think this is such an interesting topic because it's just something that is a, is a good idea. I, I, at least it sounds good. It feels good. I think it draws us toward it whenever like these things pop up. And it's the idea of diversifying your income streams. Yep. Okay. And we were talking about this yesterday in our um, like little planning meeting. And I think we just have always talked about these different kinds of ideas. And when you're entrepreneurial, this is my hot take, probably not that controversial. When you're entrepreneurial, you're always thinking of different ideas. There's, you just, ideas just like, there's no they, shortage. They just start, you can't stop them. Yeah. <laughs> There's always an idea because you're always trying to figure out, okay, how can I make that thing work better? How can I make that thing make more money? How can I make that thing like fit my life better? You're always trying to tweak something. Yep. Right? Has that been your experience? Oh, yeah. There's an endless supply of ideas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a certain kind of brain. You know, we were talking about ADHD yesterday. Yeah. I don't know if it like how that all wraps itself up. We don't necessarily know if I've got that. We probably don't think so, but that's not the point. Yeah, like, you which I do that. have ADHD. Yeah, but we're both idea people. And uh, and I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people who would listen to this podcast would be the kinds of people who are just can resonate with that, like just all kinds of ideas. Yeah. And entrepreneurial people are those who... Execute. Who, yes, that's true. <laughs> they execute. <laughs> And they figure out the path toward execution, but they also want to figure out how to monetize things. Yeah, you know what I mean. People who are like entrepreneur, ding, like ding, in, ding, in ding, yourself, ding. yourself identifying as as an entrepreneur or whatever. In I your, don't identify as an in someone's bio, Instagram bio. It's like, what do you mean by that? But I, I think it all comes down to I create opportunity. There's something in me that's that's driving me toward that. So my point is, I think it's something that a lot of people are thinking about right now, and something we're talking about because we are experiencing the need for that. And you in particular, I think, are at an interesting place where you're really chewing on some mm-hmm. some of that. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? How does that hit you? Am I saying that? I think that everybody is looking for ways to diversify their income. Everybody is. And yeah. everybody wants to make a quick buck. A quick buck, dude. Let's the get-rich-quick scheme. Yeah. And... I am very hesitant. This might go deep real fast, FYI. Yeah, but love it. <laughs> I am very hesitant to to. So I I don't even like to call myself an entrepreneurial person because I think it's kind of overused. And I'm a real estate agent and I have a staging business, but I'm not. I'm not like entrepreneur is not in my bio, you know. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Which is fine. That doesn't mean you're not, right? It just I means- don't know. I just don't call myself one. Yeah. Which is, um, okay, that's fine. That's fine. But the get rich quick ideas are like a lie. And I just, I'm just against them. So, but diversifying your income yeah, I think, I think you're right. is something that is important. And I think that there are many different ways to diversify your income. Um, and there are multiple streams of income that people can have. Um, you just have to be smart about it. Yeah. And not fall for the get rich quick schemes. Yeah, I think that's I think you're right. And I think that's that's probably the key. It's less about first of all, it's less about getting rich, hopefully. And it's more about 
well, I don't know. There's so many different ways to. Fr- there's so many like angles to it, and and maybe different ways to arrive at the same place. Of to I me, want to diversify like, my income. People want to get rich quick to get out of something, like to get out of a financial situation. Sure. Most of the time, and if you're bad at managing your money, you're bad at managing your money. Period. So it doesn't matter if you're gonna, if you get a lot of money or if you quote unquote get rich quick. If you can't manage it, it's all gonna go to the wayside. Yeah, that's been my problem. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you. No, I didn't think you were. I'm volunteering. <laughs> Self-identifying. Um, you spend money pretty quickly. Oh, we're so yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> like personally or for your business? Well, okay, both. But I'm not both. But I've see. Uh, I'm a squirrel. Learned so. the lessons the hard way. Gotcha. I'm not saying. I okay. I haven't pursued get rich quick schemes, but mm-hmm. I have gotten myself into a messes because of poor management. Let's put it gotcha. that way. Because of lessons I never was taught or mm-hmm. learned, or just like intuitive things I never intuited. <laughs> right. And so now I'm digging myself out of that. Do you feel comfortable hole. giving an example? Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily know that one comes to mind. I just think. I don't know if we've talked because we're not giving financial advice here. No, no, no. This Never follow not, our advice. Do not Always take do the this exact episode. opposite of what we say. <laughs> no, I just want to clarify <laughs> that and like kind of put that out there that Rich and I, this conversation is again, this is this is an unfiltered conversation, you know, what our podcast expressed on House Coffee Podcast are those of the authors and, and <laughs> do not solely reflect any type of fiduciary uh, yeah. uh, duty. So no. We are not giving financial advice. We are just talking. And so don't take this as financial advice. But I would be curious to know, like, what, if, if you can give a specific example. Yeah. I don't know if I have an example per se. I mean, it can be, um, because, because for me, it's actually been a cycle of different things over time. And I think what happened was, first of all, I went into business. I don't know how much I've talked about this yet on the pod. I know we've talked about it probably, and I know I want to talk about it. I can't remember specifically saying this thing that I'm about to say. If I have, it's fine. And if not, I'll say more in mm-hmm. the future. But I didn't go into business with a business plan. Right. I still don't have a business plan. And we're five years deep. So, I mean, we're going to talk in the future about the whole idea of like, you got to assume something is going to work. Yep. And then, you know, you were surprised to hear me at one point in time say, yeah, if I had done that with story, I'd be in a different place. I kind of assumed it wouldn't work. I was just out here winging it. And I thought it would be, you know, this underwhelming and experience. And that shocked me. Yeah. I was like, what? You didn't assume your business will work? You always assume your business is going to work. I mean, not- I assumed we would eke out, a, 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 not even a living, I assumed we would eke out a, a sustenance, but... But the point is that I I didn't assume it would be as good as it as it quickly proved to be. Yeah. Which means I didn't plan one. I didn't have a plan at all, like for how to make it work. If it was really bad, I kind of just figured I'd like suck it up and and slog it out. But I also didn't have a plan for success, and I think you got to plan for both. I think you got to plan worst case scenario. And that's kind of where I was living. I was like, yeah, worst case scenario, you know, it's just me running the shop and it's kind of slow, but like whatever. 
But I didn't plan for, oh man, we're going to have really super crazy busy weekends for months on end because, because we just opened and people were fiending for something like this. And then also, oh, what happens if the weekends are like three times as busy as the weekdays, you know? So, so that ultimately everyone thinks you're like really busy and, and kind of like slow service, but actually it's just because you can't afford help because you don't get enough money on the weekdays so that your weekends just sort of even you out by the end of the week. It's like, it's all that kind of stuff that I had no forethought necessarily on the financial end. So then what happened was we, we ended up getting busy and getting tired and we were like, all right, we should probably get some staff. And then I ended up hiring, but then when you hire people, you got to pay them. But then if, if they work for you this week, but their pay is due in two weeks, but the week that they worked for you was actually slow, then by the time you got to pay them while well, the cash didn't come in with which to pay them. And so you end up wow. with this, what we call a cash flow crunch. And that, my friends, is what I'm an expert in navigating <laughs> or failing to navigate. But by now, you can DM me and I'll tell you. <laughs> That's where I'll give you my, uh, my advice. Um, wow. So it was just this cycle of like not planning ahead for, for different business moves that we made, including opening storied. <laughs> yeah. And then um, over, um, sp- over like, I don't know, spending, but in a way that the all these bills were due, but the money didn't show, didn't materialize to pay them. Payroll is like a non-negotiable, you know? I'll fudge a lot of things yeah. so that I can give someone their paycheck. Um Plenty of what not to do is on on that <laughs> on that line, but uh, so, but that's like a cycle that I was getting into, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so, so not putting sales tax aside, for instance. You wanted some examples. I've done this in two different categories with tax, <laughs> um, and you know what? If you've done this, please like just say me too. Me too, buddy. Me too. <laughs> um, not you, but like yeah, anyone yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah. If anyone yeah. has has played this game, let me know because it's it's fun and not fun at the same time. Um, it's also illegal. Somewhat illegal, probably. Yeah, don't do this. Don't do this. I would. I'm not saying I didn't pay my taxes. I did. I just paid them late God, in yeah, most yeah. in most mm-hmm. cases. Okay. At this point in time, we're caught up. We're like current. It took us five years. We figured it out. We realized like these patterns were going on, mm-hmm. and then I was like, all right. And then a lot of fortunate things happened to get mm-hmm. us here. But for example, you know, not putting sales tax aside on a daily basis, which everyone's like, have a separate account, just put your sales tax aside every day. And then, because it comes out quarterly for us. It's, yeah, it's every I, d- three I pay months, my, right? my taxes quarterly as well. So, so the idea is, you know, we're using that money as cash flow um, and not squirreling it away for the 20th of the month mm-hmm. post quarter when we need to pay three to four to five thousand dollars at a at a time to um make that work and so what that meant was in certain cases i took out a loan to pay the sales tax so now i got a debt in a different way basically i'm just borrowing from myself or at that point in one sense borrowing from the government borrowing Um, from peter to pay paul yeah exactly and then so we've then we paid the tax but now we got this other debt and then that kind of like becomes a problematic situation and and that would just happen. And then other times, so the way you like you can run payroll, um, if you do it yourself using like uh, certain software. So I don't use a payroll company. We do it all through Square, um, which Square can have all my money as far as I'm concerned. Love all their products. But 
you can calculate payroll because I would write manual checks um, for folks. And so you calculate the payroll. So then it like tells you what you're supposed to. Um, okay, how does it work? So you tally up their hours and their tips and whatever, and it tells you what their check should be. But then it also tells you what the taxes would be. And Square pays the taxes to the IRS and New York State and then whatever like other little tax thing there is. Um, Square pays that on your behalf. And how, how oh. they do it is they do a debit from your account. So they'll tell you, here's your debit of $400 and here's your checks of whatever, thousand something dollars yeah. um, to disperse. So rather than run the, so I would calculate it and then rather than run payroll so that it would make that debit of $400, I would simply get all the way to the end step, write the checks, pay my staff, but not pay the taxes at that Got moment it. so that Got that $400 it. is still in my bank to pay other bills. And then I would just catch up on that like by the end of the year. Yeah. And I probably did that two, at least the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the kind of crazy stuff that I'm talking about. Um, how's that for an Jeez, unfiltered conversation, that, Maggie? That is... You asked for it. I know. That's... And it's all cyclical I, because you, know you run what, out Rich? of like you run out of that cash, yeah. and then you got to figure out a way to pay the people that have already worked for you. You owe them, and as long as you continue to maintain them, you're gonna have this. You're gonna you're gonna have this debt, and so <laughs> making storied work over the last five years has been a a series of just like figuring out as few people as I can pay, and uh, even down to staff. Unfortunately, in the last couple months, that's been the move we've had to make. We had to downsize on staffing a lot. Because it was, it came down to like, all right, I've cut everything. We've stopped. We have so few vendors. I do, I do the minimum of like grocery runs and and supplies. Um, we've got it all down to a a projected, like known expense thing. And then I was still was like, I can't. Like, there's nothing even to pay staff with. Even when we cut everything else, so we had to cut the staff and uh, just go owner operated by and large. And. Uh, <sighs> Yeah. So anyway, but you're not the only one going through those struggles. I guarantee it. No, for sure. I know. I know. I know. And I. Um, that's why I say all that because I want somebody to hear that and say, "Wow, dude." <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And. Uh, Me too, buddy. And I want y'all to know that it can work. You can get there. Now, here's the thing. There were a lot of You've really worked your ass off. Okay, though. thank you. But I mean, there are also there's. <laughs> There's a lot of really fortunate circumstances too that made that all possible for us to continue up to this point that wouldn't have been true for other people. Such as I haven't taken a single cent um, on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't like had a check cut to me, like pay from storied for any of the time I'm doing it. And so I have no income basically for the last five years. Christine has a full-time job outside of Storied. And so she basically supports us. Um, and now Oliver. And um, that's a fortunate circumstance. And what else? Uh, Abby bought in as a partner last year. So that was, who could have foreseen that? Not me. That was a lot of money. And it's, and it got eaten up real quick by mm-hmm. all the, by like the stuff we were paying off. But you know, that that worked out really well. PPP loan came out back in, you know, 21 or whatever. That was 
that was twelve thousand dollars for us that was forgiven quote unquote wow. as a as a you know a loan based on how that program worked and then most recently we got the ERC um what does that stand situation? for? Situation employee retention credit, which was another COVID-related thing that was sort of dropped on my doorstep by a friend, and that ended up being not anything we planned on or planned around. It mm-hmm. just was like a fortunate circumstance mm-hmm. in this last sort of chapter that is helping us actually be caught up and even start to now we can get current. But like all these things just ha- just kind of happen over time. That I don't know. I don't know. What kept you going? <laughs> Abby and I kind of talk about this. I think we just believe that story is something that is is way more than it. It's I don't even know what exactly it is. I think it is to me. I mean, I and I know I own it. So like, and I I kind of birthed it. So I have a certain love and 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 hope for it. But I think the way people interact with. It's like a, it's, I think there's something to it. I think this is what Abby and I talk about. We're like, you know what? Maybe Story It is in the wrong place at the wrong time. I don't know. Maybe like, I just feel like it's a big fish in a small pond. (laughs) And if we can just keep it going and get ourselves, get our act together in a way, like financially to actually plan for some success in the future, Mm -hmm. if we can sustain this thing, then I think it really could take off and go yeah. somewhere, you know? And I, I don't even know, I don't even know, it's not just the it's not just the coffee product or the fact that we do coffee and bubble tea. And I think it's I think it's everything. And at the same time it's my Story baby. Story is you know? special. And so because I can sustain it, my family can sustain it in the way it has. We've we've chosen to because we think that that it we don't even know what it is. It's like having a baby. It's like what is this kid gonna become who who is he gonna be you know who what's she gonna do and but you just know like if i just nurture this thing long enough and uh sort of shepherd it in the right direction it will finally get there so it's it's, i don't know dude your passion (laughs) alone like i can see and i know people listening can't see your face and like how you talk about story but like there's real passion behind you talking about it and I know that you have poured your blood sweat and tears into it and I I can tell how much you love storied and a lot of people love story too and I think it's I there there will be a day when we have a conversation and we look back and be like remember when you were x amount in the hole and you were like (laughs) Having to like cut back employee hours, and now like you've got so much more staff, and you're roasting your coffee, you're doing all these amazing things. I think I think there will be a moment one day, and we have it documented in time on this podcast when we will look back and be like, in May of 2023, remember when? Yeah. Well, thanks, Max. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Um, it's. Yeah, no, that I, I know what it means to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, and you're just like exemplary of 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 how storied means so much to so many. And I don't know, that's not me. I mean, it's it's a result of what I've mm-hmm. poured out. Yeah, because it like because of what I've poured out, storied exists. So in that sense, sure. But I've tried to 
I've tried to kind of build, and this is my my hope, is to build a company that isn't just me. I want it to be bigger than me. I want it to supersede me. I want it to be um, its own entity. And that's why I think I'm so proud of it is because I feel like it is. It represents a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And, and that's, that's great. So I want that to continue for folks. And I think there's also, and this is just an entrepreneurial, like fact of, of existence is you, 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 you want to build something that one, you get enjoyment out of, but two is sustainable without you. That's kind of like the pinnacle. I think is like how to figure out how to work on your business and not in your business, yep. you know, so that you still have a hand in how it's moving forward. This is the this is the life of the owner um, of a business. It's like you want to figure out how to make the business profitable. I mean, that's really what it is. It's all about. It's like if we can just do this long enough and like f- and get correct some 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 errors that we've made along the way, then I think profitability is possible because when something's profitable then an owner can step away from being one of the personnel required to run the systems and and can step back and help design the systems so that other people can plug into them and and then it's a little bit self-sustaining but the owner can still be somewhat sustained from it but also go on to go do other owner things right. <laughs> um, and diversify their that's income that's what keeps me going and diversify their income because yes, exactly. At the end of the day, if you can build a successful enough business, then sure, you know. And I don't know that we see ourselves earning a full living from one little shop. You know, I think a lot of cafes realize they they have to do other things, and and this is why like we we do different product lines. Um. You know, bubble tea is like one uh, within the coffee realm. A lot of people end up end up just kind of moving toward roasting their own coffee versus getting it from other people because it's more profitable, and then that creates more sales channels when you can supply other shops and stuff like that. Plus, it's like cool to have your hand on all the different aspects of the coffee business. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. And then books, like that's another thing because. Drinks and food, they're not quite enough for us in Scotia. Have the books been, like, making money at all? It's not about that, Maggie. (laughs) All right? The books are a passion project. Okay. Um, The way I think about the books, because they're basically all the same price, almost no matter what they are, they're like $3.99. I do $3.99 flat plus tax. Um. So some books are like you're getting a lot for your money and other books are if you Google any used book online, you basically see anywhere from 4 to $6. So I just figured make it easy, make it easy. So think about like you get a pastry. Every shop wants to sell a coffee and a pastry. Yeah. Okay, you want to do that upsell. So I'm just figuring like if you grab a coffee and a book, it's the same idea. Every, the books are pastries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just an add-on that, you know, brings someone joy. I feel really cool when I've handpicked a book that goes on the shelf and then someone else buys it. I'm like, word. Yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling about that one. <laughs> um, so that's where that's coming from. But it's it's also to to create that extra, you know, quote unquote. Upsell. I prefer a pastry with my coffee. Yeah, well, that's because you prefer audiobooks. 
That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, so that was a lot about me, which <laughs> plot twist. Uh, but that's a not little my bit, attention. That's a little bit about like, yeah, sure, how I have considered that. Um, we started talking about this because you were thinking about some stuff, though. Yeah. Because well, it was like a rough well, real it, estate. Um, well, yeah. So, <laughs> like, you kind of caught me on a bad day yesterday <laughs> when we had our planning meeting. Yeah. Well. Meetings away for no one. <laughs> I know. And, or a bad morning slash afternoon. And it was because um, right before um, I came to meet you at Arthur's, you and Oliver, I had to give some bad news to a buyer and let them know that they their offer was not accepted on the house that they fell in love with. And... I mean, it's it really sucks, and it it gets really depressing having to deliver that news to people um, all the time, and not and it's it's like they had a really strong offer and a really really high deposit and really good qualifying financing. Like there, this wasn't someone or this wasn't a couple who needed to borrow a ton of closing costs and things like that. So, um, yeah, I just, that it's, it's no fun having to give bad news. And on the flip side, as the listing agent, it gets really old and depressing when you have to call, you get to tell one person the good news and then you have to call five or 10 other people and give them bad news. And Having like that kind of takes the yeah. joy out of it too, because you know that those five other people, you know, aren't getting the house. So, and then they have to have that tough conversation. So, yeah, I was just thinking a lot about my not like, oh, I want to quit selling houses or I want to quit real estate. It wasn't really so much that, but I've been really asking myself these questions of like, where do I see myself in 10 years? And am I going to be the type of realtor that is just known as a person who helps people buy and sell houses? Or am I going to diversify my income and and find a way to um, support myself and not have to rely on the current market? Yeah. So I guess I am going kind of coming full circle in terms of entrepreneurial. I guess I am pretty <laughs> entrepreneurial, um, but I'm pretty unconventional, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Well, that's that's the heartbeat of an entrepreneur, <laughs> doing, doing things yep. in unconventional ways, yep. I, I think. Yeah. Um, well, word, I hear that. I mean, that's not a total surprise. I mean, it sucks that real estate is sucking at the moment, you know? And I don't know if that's everywhere right now. You'd have a better sense than me. If yeah. that's kind of countrywide or just regionally. I think the, pe- the people that I talk to who are in my field across the board, different agencies, different ages, different levels of experience, um, everyone for the most part is a little bit slower and has a little bit less under like pending right now yeah 
Okay. And same with like mortgage people too. It's not just real estate agents. It's people who are in the mortgage industry because, and just to put it, I have to give uh, my friend Phil Reese a shout out because he's just like amazing in terms of um, his service. He's a mortgage originator for a local um, mortgage company. And um, he helped me out on this offer that I submitted. And um, he, I was like, no pressure, but it was 8 a.m. And I texted him like, Phil, no pressure, but could you update this pre-approval letter? I'm going to be submitting an offer. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I'll do it as soon as I get to the office. And I was like, well, offers are due at 9.30 a.m. today. He's like, all right, hang on. I'll pull over on the side of the road and I'll use my phone as a hotspot and I'll log into my computer and I'll get you the information. And he did. Like, just a champ. So, Phil, you rock. Thank you. Dude, and um, Phil, class act. Class act. Amazing. And um, after we had a conversation, afterwards, um, my client's offer was pretty similar across the board. Um, it just came down to some terms that they they chose another offer over. It wasn't it wasn't financing at all. Um, and Phil and I were having this conversation. He's like, "We've normalized this craziness that like the expectations are out there to have these crazy over the top offers, and it's normal." And he's right. And it just it sucks that we've normalized it, but. Every every year, I feel like people are like upping the ante and making yeah. it even more challenging on top of the interest rates. And like people aren't really talking about it publicly. I think a lot of agents are still putting on a happy face and saying like, I'm selling a house or I'm looking at houses or I, I think a lot of agents are faking it because they don't want like to lose the confidence of yeah. like their friends or their current clients or their ego or whatever. And and I'm I'm not sitting here saying I have zero business. I'm just saying I'm slower. And yeah. the slowness of my business is forcing me to think outside the box and think about do I want to depend on Sally and Alex for their their house closing or their offer being accepted for my next paycheck or do I want to go out there and do something different that is not going to be market dependent on interest rates or inventory or Sally and Alex getting their house. Yeah. Huh. All right. Calling out some... That's my uh, high ta- calling hot out. take. Yeah, I know. I appreciate that. appreciate that. Watch out, realtors. <laughs> no, and I, this, I'm Maggie's not coming. for you. No, I'm not. I'm, kidding, I'm just. I'm you, we talked. Yeah. Rich, this 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 podcast is unfiltered conversations, and I feel more like this more. is our first real more and more unfiltered conversation. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, this is real life stuff. This is like yeah. this is for you. <laughs> this is like stuff that hits home. This is the dirty, you know. Well. It's it's the stuff that's hard to admit it about is. the way you have you know you have do business sometimes mm-hmm. or tr- or like what you have what you choose to do sometimes to make something work. That's that's kind of like the kind of stuff you hope you can keep secret until yes. you're successful yes. and crushing it, and then you're like, oh yeah, well you never believe. One time I had to, 
Yeah. And it's like we're choosing to acknowledge that before. Yes. <laughs> before the security of, 100%. of, a, of a fully uh, sustainable life from our businesses. I think it's important reality. to, as, as scary as it is, to maybe, ad, you know, admit certain things. Like, you're right. Yeah. People don't want to talk about that until they're successful. Yeah. Because it, it's like the, I don't know, rags to riches yeah. kind of idea or yeah. just like the humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. You know, it's romantic when when it worked out that you were successful as a result. But if you do those things and you still aren't there and may and never end up there, then it's like, yeah. well, that just feels like a waste and I feel dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and I still am like back at square one, you know? Yeah. Um. But then actually probably a lot of people would be like, well, actually my first three businesses failed, you know, quote, yeah. unquote, before I, uh, before I made it or this other mm-hmm. opportunity worked out. And so I, I don't know. Would they have shared those things in the, in the middle of them? I, who knows? Who knows? And here we are. <laughs> right. We're here to do some of that just for, uh, for our own catharsis and hopefully y'all's as well. Yeah, because if you don't put it out there, if you don't put these ideas out there, there's safety in not taking a risk. But I think like saying these things and like putting them out there is maybe a little bit risky. And it's like you're owning up to the fact that you have these other dreams and that's okay. Yeah. Because if I keep these dreams like in my brain, I can easily dismiss them if I don't say them out loud and I don't share them with people. I can just dismiss them. Me, Maggie, dismiss my own, you know, desires and dreams for like what I want to accomplish. But if I say them out loud and I like tell them to a friend or I tell them to an audience listening, then there's a little bit more accountability in that and you kind of make it real. Yeah. Like I actually really do have X dream or I actually really do want to make my coffee business greater or you you hear the passion coming through about when we talk about storied coffee and that's important too to acknowledge yeah i i think you're right <laughs> well i definitely i definitely think you're right um so hopefully it helps somebody hopefully yeah. we've said some stuff that is helping people i want to hear unless you have something else anything to add no i'm good so what are some ways? Okay, this is a, this is a point I was gonna make earlier. Um, I, I love that you're wearing your welcome home coat shirt. Today. I know. And I wore my story shirt today. It's so funny. We did not <laughs> text about that. No, we didn't. It was totally unplanned. <laughs> um, so shout out. And but what I'm getting at is, <clears throat> it's. I'm not to say anyone could run a realty business. I can't. Whatever. But some, but you made this point earlier. Some people just are known for selling houses, right? You're just a realtor, quote unquote. I mean, sure, you have stuff you do on the side and you have your whole life. But like for for work, you, and maybe most people do it like under someone else's name, whatever, some yep. big realty firm. Under a brokerage. Brokerage, whatever. Yeah. So so people work under this brokerage. I and work it's under like, a brokerage. Yes. But you work for a small one. So if yeah. you were to go out and say, oh, I work for... What, who is it? Gabler Realty. Gabler, okay. Small and kind of local, right? And that's not it's not like one of these nationwide kind right. of things. Somebody so if someone's a a real estate agent with 
with major brokerage, then you just think of them as that as a real estate person. But you, mm-hmm. ever since I've known you, you've been more than that. And that just speaks to this kind of thing that we're talking about. I think that's why we're having this. I think that's why we have a podcast. Yeah. Because you have always thought bigger than simply selling or, or helping people buy houses. There's always been more to your like vision and, yeah. and to, <clears throat> to the big picture of, of what you're doing. And that's evidenced by the fact that you already have a brand and a company that encompasses home buying and selling, but has been bigger than that as we've talked about in previous episodes, for 10 years, you know? Yeah. Um, wow. So so it's not really a surprise that you're thinking about other ways to quote-unquote diversify your income or thinking about other opportunities. You were already doing that. It's not just because business is like slow right now, although ebbs in business can certainly be can light a fire under us for, for like sure. the t- for the moment of okay, I gotta figure something out like now, like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think that's a little bit of where maybe you are, but I think ego also could maybe yeah, play, come into play right, for me okay. too. Self call out. Yeah, but keep going. So, well, that's I'm just I'm just pointing that out. I'm just observing that. This is not all that shocking <laughs> that you're thinking about these things because you were already thinking about them. And now it's just like a good time to really explore some mm-hmm. particular things. And I'm happy to be here while yeah. you're doing that. Yeah. So, and I've always ran yeah. all these little business ventures in the, at least in the last several years, five years or so, at Storied, which is just the irony of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Had a lot of business meetings at your shop. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm getting ready to possibly have another little business going on. Yep. And I can't say too much about that because it could all come to nothing. And if it does come to nothing, I'll still tell you about it. But in the meantime, um, I can't tell you that much about it. But I already pegged you for a portion of that. So a little uh, extra revenue stream. Um of like event planning and uh, and stuff, which is an idea that you and I shared in the past for storied. It'll still be a storied idea, but in a way that it can actually work out. Um, I think so. Did we ever talk about how we actually got this podcast started? I think so. With the the list. Oh yeah, I think we I'm did. pretty sure. Okay. I almost brought it up earlier too, because <laughs> it was in case someone missed it. Yeah. Well, okay. So, I mean, just to give that story, for those of you who are new here, (laughs) um, we, Maggie and I, my wife, Christine, and I were over at y'all's house. Me and Brandon's um, house. One night, hanging out. I think you'd invited us over because you're good friends. And every time we get together, I just rant about the woes, you know. And uh, this was last summer, probably about this time last year. So or maybe the a summer more of 2022. Summer wise, 22. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so then you came. Did you text me? I think you texted me, and you were like, yeah. you were like, um, also like you were all sensitive and trying not to like <laughs> you don't want them to offend me, and you had this list of like six ideas to help get story out of the hole, <laughs> and. Uh, and that's why we're friends yep. today because you you made, you were vulnerable with that. I appreciated that. And uh, we read through them together, talked through them a little bit. And I liked I was so nervous. I was like, oh, man, Rich is going to think I'm, like, pretentious. Yeah, no, no, no. You were just being a super good friend. 
and here we are. Here we are. Um, but what came of that was, so one of the ideas was to get like some volunteer help from like close friends and just have like a little volunteer squad for for stuff around the shop. But then you also have this idea of like you could maybe do space rentals, like event rentals in your space. And um, at the time I had a different, had access to a different space that we were playing with this idea, but you kind of volunteered to be like the coordinator mm-hmm. on those kinds of things. So I've just pocketed that idea until yep. <laughs> right now because um, that opportunity might suddenly be on the table again with access to, uh, to Put a, it on a the different list. space now. So, oh yeah, we'll talk about it next time we're together Planning. off the mic. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that story. Tell me a that's little a bit story. about things you're thinking about. Like what are some of your ideas right now for diversifying your income? That's a great question. Um, I am really... So I joined this um, challenge called the Race to 10K. And it's... 10K what? uh, The Race to 10K followers. It's through Instagram. Instagram. All right, y'all. Go follow Maggie Fromm on Instagram. (laughs) She's in a race to 10K. And um, it's... I... Um, I've been following um, Chris Loves Julia. If you haven't heard of them, they're like a home design and home renovating um, like blog and Instagram. And um, I really like their aesthetic. And they started a small business. It's pretty big now, but a small side hustle called Good Influencer. And they help people who want to like grow their I hate like oh I'm kind of even cringing and I'm like <laughs> saying it but like the influencer space because there's actually a lot of money to be made through affiliate links and through sponsorships and that's a world that I knew like always existed but like never admitted to myself well never admitted to the like people I knew that like <laughs> I wanted to pursue that yeah. so um I joined this challenge and like it's all about like content creation and consistency and everything. And so, and I kind of joined it twofold because I'd love to be able to apply some of those um, characteristics of this challenge to our podcast because we're, you know, we've been open about like this is sort of a, extension of like both of our businesses and we kind of treat this podcast seriously like this is fun I mean this two friends chatting about life and and everything is fun but we also are smart and know there's opportunities for money and monetization to be made out there too so yeah those are those are just some of the things that I've been thinking about and one of the things that like I've been asking myself and I've been asking Brandon is what is my niche like I do staging, I do real estate. Brandon and I are renovating our home right now. So I have a lot of like behind the scenes of our addition that we're putting on. I've, I've, I've blogged and done stories about the renovations that we've done in the past. And I also like to flip furniture and do little things like that too, which I document and I'm kind of all over the place. I mean, my Instagram handle is just Maggie from because I I haven't really ever yeah. chosen like a 
I don't know, name that like fully identifies what I do because I am kind of all over the map. So I'm just asking myself, I mean, what is my niche, Rich? Oh, boy. You don't have to answer that, but... Yeah, you but know, you're right. I have to figure that out if I want to like really create content for that specific um, yeah. audience. How to, niche, how to niche down. I don't, yeah. I don't have the answers. I'm just saying like that's kind of where I'm at right now is figuring that out yeah. so that I can speak to those people. Yeah, that's it's uh, it's a great question. I, I mean, there's there's obvious, li- I, I think obvious links between all the things that yeah. you sort of are doing. They're all related to like living, and in particular, living at home mm-hmm. or living in a home, lifestyle kinds of things. But I don't know. But lifestyle can mean a lot. That can mean traveling out and being mm-hmm. away from home. It can mean anything about your life <laughs> yeah that, uh, it's very that you want to highlight so not that's the wrong word um it's like living style <laughs> you know it's a yeah. different it's a different thing um yeah I, I but right i don't know what how do you focus and it's like how much do you need to oh man this is a, how this specific is, do you get yeah yeah this is an interesting question because of how instagram is working right now or I don't use TikTok. I don't either. Which is funny. <laughs> but so when we say a lot of this stuff could pertain to TikTok. Sure. Because it's the same type of platform, but we just kind of are I more Instagram be, yeah. friendly, maybe because of our age. Pro- it's probably, <laughs> And yeah. also like, so whenever we say Instagram, we're usually talking about reels um, along with the ways that mm-hmm. you post on Instagram with like pictures and carousels and stuff. But so like Instagram reels, Slash TikTok. It's kind of the same. They're synonymous in my mind. I'm sure there are nuances. There are nuances with TikTok that I don't know because I don't use it. But maybe it's only a matter of time. And uh, but what I'm getting at is the way tick the way like people gain a following on TikTok. 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 <laughs> <laughs> do you do you do you use Those the, youngsters. Do you use the TikTok? <laughs> um, the way people really gain a following is by kind of doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, because they want that people go to their page know? expecting those yeah, things. Yeah, like so I follow particular people for very particular content. Like yeah. there's one person who I'm you extremely know, inconsistent right now. Yeah. I'm all over so the map. So that's the question is like what is the content you like make it's Wow, who knew you, it, who knew we were actually having a conversation <laughs> about becoming content creators? I know. Rip. But I mean at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what I want to create. Like what matters is what people want to hear about from me. Yes. Right? I think if I'm going to grow a following. You make a great point. What matters is what people want to hear about from you. So it's it's not just it's not just like what's trendy. Right. Trendiness helps. But what actually matters is who you are and what is the voice or what is the angle that you're going to present that thing f- with or from. That so that's the question. What do you bring to the table on whatever thing you can kind of grasp onto? Yeah. And I, I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer You're either. Asking I got to do some soul question. searching. But like I was telling you about this this one, I think it was I was talking to you. I, was, I just randomly found this person on Instagram who literally just makes like 10 second videos of like three, it'd be like three scenes or sometimes just one scene of like New York City streets just like a timeless shot that just makes new york look beautiful and even look old or like old school vibes um 
50s or mid-century, but it's just like today and it's some, some like <clears throat> shot where someone yeah. will just walk through and it's just like the same building in the background or whatever. And, uh, and that's the person's whole thing. And but what makes it stand out is it's always the same content. Um, there's always the same little like, there's always a thing over the some words over the top at the beginning. Um, the the quality is really high, and I did see that person had like a whole section of their Instagram that was dedicated dedicated toward like tutorials on how to make videos like that, um, content like that, and so. It's that kind of thing. Or I follow somebody else. Pierce Abernathy is a, is a name that comes to mind who just does these kind of like rapid fire um, recipe videos. Oh, yeah. And it's like all ASMR. And then I think Brandon and, follows him. Maybe. I mean, it's, it's highly inter- like, yeah. engaging to watch. I've seen a couple of those videos. It's really beautiful. It's colorful. All the sounds are there. But it's like it's quick. It's, it's from start to finish. And, you know, um, yeah, the entertaining. And he's just and, like a young, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. he's like our our age or even younger. It's just it's just like a, and that's another facet to it. It's this young person who's making refined, who's got this refined like approach to food and making it seem accessible. I think he posts the recipes with them as well. And then, but the beautifuls are the videos are just beautiful to watch. So I don't know, dude. What's what's your uh, what's your cooking video? What's my niche? <laughs> yeah, I'm Cause actively it has to trying be, to figure that out fun yeah enough yep to want to come back to and do yeah it again people and need to be interested in. enough in it yeah it has to be fun for you to do it mm-hmm. has to be fun for people to watch or entertaining or satisfying i don't i don't know i don't know the like the code yeah how do you crack the algorithm it's just not my forte mm-hmm. but i don't know if anybody out there knows maggie and wants to give her some uh Life advice? Some, some solicited advice. Please tell me what I should I'm do. I'm soliciting on behalf of you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, then shout it out. But by the time you hear this, maybe she'll have figured it out. And then yeah. we'll be recording a whole different episode where she's telling us, all right, crack This the is code. what it is. Mm-hmm. Are there any like ideas on the table? Yeah, I have a few ideas on the table. Um, all of them, it has to be simple. Like, I don't think I'm going to, and I'm not the type of person, like, I'm not going to do, like, dancing and, like, voiceovers and, like, things like, like, like um, not voiceovers, but, like, where you, like, lip sync and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, that's just not me. Like that's the not, trendy. Yeah, like, that's just not authentic to like who trends. I am. Yeah, that's a different thing. I mean, I think we covered this on another episode. Like, I studied documentary film and I was, wanted to be a journalist so I, I could see myself having a more of like a documenting type of style, which I do that with a lot of houses. Um, so I, I, what I really need to do is just stop talking about it and just start like implementing some of these ideas and see if, if they resonate with people. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I really like the house content you put out. And I think you said that maybe Brandon said something about that He too. did. That sounds to me like, and I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm just, okay, just for you. Just people are this, nosy. Just putting this out there. That's right. So people like seeing well-staged, well, like they, they like seeing the insides of homes. I think there is something about that. And you are making right now good videos, so much so that I'm like yelling at you when you don't tag the pod so we can reshare it. Um, yeah. So for that exclusive content, they got to follow you right now. But yeah. uh, 
that could, yeah, who knows? That could be a little nichey thing, you know? Not everyone can, I think you said it this way, you have access to, I do. like, a lot of different kinds of houses. And something I'm interested to talk to you about in the future is um, trends in house. Yeah. Um, decorating and Decorating, building. building, like, home styles. I was telling you, I, you know, we, we moved to this new neighborhood, we walk around, and there's houses from all kinds of eras and, like, different developments they're not like built you know in the last few years or obviously in the last few decades but it just got me thinking like i wonder what maggie knows about like neighborhoods neighborhoods and different styles of homes and even builders in certain areas or just architecture that'll be an interesting conversation uh for the future but you've seen a lot of that from the inside and for sure the content i've seen even down to that like really um the house that I joked was like already demoed <laughs> for you, you know? Oh, you yeah. can see through the floor. Yes, yes. Like yes. honestly, it almost doesn't matter what it looks like. If you just are mm-hmm. making like good videos where you're showing it off, you know, a house could be super beautiful or it could be totally decrepit and we want to see yeah. it all. So I don't know, yeah. maybe that's it. Yeah. But you gotta do what's true. But, to you. but I gotta but I gotta <laughs> do it. Well, okay. You know what I mean? There's no shortage of ideas. Yeah, there is a shortage of time. Yeah. And energy. For sure. So that's where I'm like, you got to like it too. Mm -hmm. Because it's got to be worth spending your time. Yeah. Well. Which I do like I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll have to come back to that. You'll have to give us the update. Yeah, I will. I'll I'll give you the update. Sweet. All right, well. Is that a wrap for today? I think, dude. We covered, mm. uh, we covered that one pretty good. Yeah. So. That was a good conversation. Yeah. You know, we didn't know how, how that would go either because. I know. It came in feeling a little, uh, N- a little like, interesting today. Yeah, like I came in feeling a little bit hesitant. Yeah. Reticent, if you will. Reticent. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Shout out to our last episode or two episodes ago. Yeah. So. Well, as I've said, a lot of our conversations are going to be ongoing things. For sure. This is just like, because that's what we're doing. We're just kind of like interrupting our lives with a weekly recording session. Right. And so I find I feel like a lot of these conversations, we should feel the liberty of coming back to this in the future, um, seeing how it wraps in with everything, something else we talk about. So stay tuned. And dear audience member, if there's anything that we said today that resonated with you... Please tell us. We want to hear from you for real. We want to know if you like hearing about this content. And there are like multiple ways to get in touch with us, both through our personal Instagrams, through Story Coffee Instagram, but you can reach us at House Coffee Podcast or House Coffee Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website. We have a form and we have a speak pipe. So you can leave us a message. Um, housecoffeepodcast.com all those places is where you can reach us definitely alright y'all peace out later peace out